1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 853, Taming the Shopper Within, by Ellen Massicott of freetopursue.com. And I'm Dan, your host, and this is where I read to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance each and every weekday. Today's article comes from a newer author for this show. She's typically narrated on Optimal Living Daily, so you can definitely check out that podcast for more from her, and freetopursue.com for a lot more posts as well. But for now, let's get right to it as we continue optimizing your life. Taming the Shopper Within by Hélène Massicotte of freetopursue.com What do I need? We ask ourselves that question a lot, don't we? We ask it when we prepare our grocery list and look in the fridge and in the pantry. We ask ourselves the question when we prepare to look through the weekly flyers for deals our favorite stores offer us. What if we were to ask ourselves that question, but not about stuff? What need are we fulfilling by shopping? In North America, shopping has turned into a sport. Whether you're a bargain hunter, a power shopper, a browser, or a shopaholic, we all seek to fulfill a specific set of needs when we shop. Sure, we need to house, clothe, and feed ourselves, but the act of shopping is far more than acquiring the necessities of life. If it were just that, there would be far less need for marketers and advertisers. Shopping for stuff is exciting. Shopping offers a momentary rush. That rush can be associated with the feeling of seemingly infinite possibilities that present themselves when we shop with no plan, no stated purpose. That rush can also stem from all the money we'll quote unquote save by taking advantage of a special offer for a good or service. It can also be associated with feeling we're doing something useful, purposeful with our time, as opposed to wasting it watching TV or feeling bored and idle. The rush can even come from the feeling that life will be so much better once we finally have the item that will give us what we need. We know it'll be our key to short-term happiness because we've imagined ourselves enjoying the new item or service. Finally, we'll have arrived, for a while at least. I wish that feeling would last. It's quite the buzz, almost a drug-like state, really, if only for a while. If we're lucky, it lasts for a few hours, even for a few weeks or months if the purchase is really significant to us. Given that the hit only lasts a short amount of time, why do we do it over and over again? We know it won't last, but we go ahead and engage in the activity anyway. Why else would going shopping without a list or specific intent be considered an appropriate, even desirable activity? In his book, Predictably Irrational, Dan Ariely suggests it's our heightened state of arousal, the thrill of the moment, and the associated FOMO that leads us to act in an irrational way. That's why delaying a purchase can spare us from buying something merely to experience the rush itself as opposed to filling a need for some material good or service. Evaluating need versus want is the key. Speaking of need, when did the word need become a substitute for want? The word need seems to remove all personal responsibility from the decision to spend money, similar to how have to has replaced choose to in our vocabulary. When it comes down to it, there's very little we actually need but a huge amount of stuff and experiences we want. The amount of real needs is quite small and we can easily be satisfied once these real needs are met. Hunger, sleep, warmth, housing, clothing, and hygiene. The problem is that the amount of wants is as big as we let it be and tends to snowball the more we acquire. Like a hamster on a wheel, you can keep accumulating mileage or stuff faster and faster but never get to the finish line because there is no finish line. I'll admit that I've struggled with that myself. The best ways I've found to slow down my personal hamster wheel are to automatically throw out flyers for stores other than grocery and hardware stores I regularly visit for our immediate requirements. Avoid commercials of all types, regardless of the delivery method, be it TV, internet, radio, apps, or podcasts. Consider the source of my motivation for a purchase before I head to the store. Is it a want? and if I merely want it, how does it measure up to my other wants? Wait at least 24 hours before going to get it and up to one to six months for significant purchases to increase my odds of thinking about the purchase rationally. Investigate whether I'd be able to find the same item secondhand. I've found many things this way and have saved a bundle over the years, not to mention it's more difficult for it to be an impulse buy. Be grateful for what I already have and realize how much of my personal property I underutilize making it less likely I need more to occupy my limited time. Determine whether I'm using shopping or seeking a service as an activity to alleviate boredom or to procrastinate. Decide what will be leaving my personal space to make room for the new item. If I don't want to discard or sell anything to make room for it, do I really want it? Think of other things I could do as opposed to rely on stuff, such as reading, writing, cleaning, fixing things I already own, cooking, calling up or emailing a friend, walking, biking, exercising, etc. And if all else fails, take a look at my net worth. Yeah, I'm serious. It leads me to consider that any money spent unnecessarily interferes with the growth of our stash of peace of mind. Talk about a great reason for a buzzkill. Whatever the reason or reasons behind the rush we seek in acquiring goods and services, whether it's status, self-confidence, comfort, alleviating boredom, identity, power, or pleasure, we can tame this beast and see it for what it is short-term perceived gains that are quickly forgotten or deemed irrelevant in favor of the next item we set our sights on. And there will always be a next item. You just listened to the post titled, Taming the Shopper Within, by Ellen Massicott of freetopursue.com.
0: For a lot of people, it can be stressful and confusing to manage their finances. Even I used to feel this way when using different finance apps. But then I tried Monarch Money and everything got so much easier. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable.
1: And definitely check out her site for a lot more and listen to the podcast Optimal Living Daily to hear more of Elaine's posts being narrated for free. But that's going to do it for today here at Optimal Finance Daily. Have a happy rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Thursday show where your optimal life awaits.